Luke 18, verses 1 to 14. It says this. And he told them a parable to the effort, uh, to, sorry, to the effect that they ought to always pray and not lose heart. He said, In a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him and saying, Give me justice against my adversary. For a while he refused, but afterward he said to himself, Though I neither fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice, so that she will not beat me down with her continual coming. And the Lord said, Hear what the unrighteous judge says, and will not God give justice to his elect, who cry out to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give them justice, uh, give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, the Son of Man comes. Uh, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? He also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. Two men went up into the temple to pray, and one a Pharisee, the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed thus, God, I thank you that I am not like the other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all I get. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even let, lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down uh, to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it teaches us all we need to know in our pursuit of you. It teaches us how to be your disciples. It teaches us how to relate to you. God is broken individuals in need of a Savior. Thank you for this, this word this evening. We pray that you would apply it to our hearts by your Holy Spirit. God, that would not be the words of man, but that be your words applied to our hearts, God. That we would go forth from here encouraged and strengthened in our pursuit of God. I pray this in Christ's name. Amen. The big question in both of these parables that, uh, that are here is simply this. What does our prayer life say about our relationship with God? Both parables tackle this same truth in, in, in different ways. Uh, the first one talks about the need to be persistent in our prayer, to be persistent in our pursuit of God as the authority in our life. The second one teaches that we ought to approach God knowing who we are in front of Him, humbly in prayer, recognizing that we are sinners in need of, a, of God, our Savior, and that He will be merciful to us as we cry out. So these are two things we're going to learn, that we need to be persistent in prayer, we need to come before God humbly, asking for His forgiveness, not declaring the works that, that we've done. So first, let's look at verses 1 to 8. Uh, Luke gives us a brief commentary before we get the story that Jesus told to uh, those that were around Him. He says this about the parable that's going to be told. He says, uh, Luke says, A parable to the effect that they ought to always pray and not lose heart. So the purpose of this parable that's, that's stated is, is simply that. We ought to always pray and that we ought not lose heart. 
the parable is an interesting one. Um, it's one of a uh, concerning a judge who is said to be both unjust, or, or sorry, both uh, one who does not fear God or does not respect man. This is not someone that you would expect to receive much justice from. Uh, he doesn't care about those he's governing, and he doesn't care about uh, God who is authority over this whole earth. So, um, so this widow approaches him and does so persistently. We see that he, she is going to him day after day after day. As we see the uh, the the judge says, um, in starting in verse four, to himself, for a while he refused. But afterward he said to himself, though I neither fear God nor respect man, yet this because of this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice so that she will not beat me down with her continual coming. The persistence of the widow uh, got through to a man who was both unjust and did not fear God. And so from this, Jesus is is teaching us that we ought to always pray and not lose heart because we see the contrast that if a, a man who does not fear God and does not respect men is willing to bring justice to the one that comes to him, isn't God so much greater? There's such a such we we know that God is not one who uh, does not care for people, and He's God, so He doesn't have to fear Himself. He is the authority in earth, and so we know the contrast between who God is and who this unjust judge is. So we know that if this unjust judge will respond to the persistent prayers of this widow, that our loving Father will respond to those who call out to Him in prayer. And it's been a blessing that even at the beginning of our service, we're able to thank God for the, the ways in which He's been miraculously working in our lives this week, teaching us, growing us, providing for us in, in amazing ways. Um, God is a faithful God who, who hears our prayers and says, and uh, picking up in verse 6, hear what the unjust, uh, the unrighteous judge says, and will not God give justice to His elect who cry out to Him day and night? Again, emphasizing that those who are known by God cry out to Him continually. They're always praying. They don't just pray sometimes when, when something's going wrong. They pray all the time. Day and night, they're crying out to God because of their circumstance and their situation, recognizing that He is their provider. He is their authority. Will He, not, will he delay uh, long over them? We have a great testimony of this even this week. You prayed for uh, one day, and two days later, your car is fixed. Like, what a blessing that the Lord provided so quickly in that He cares for His people and their needs. The Lord is faithful. He is not like this unrighteous judge. He is listening to the prayers of the saints, and He is willing to respond. It says that He will respond speedily, even. When we see that, that it says speedily, you know, sometimes we do get to praise God because it's, it's two days later that the prayer is answered. And some days maybe it's a week or two. But some days, sometimes when we come to God in prayer, it's a long time before He answers. So what does He mean by speedily? And I think He actually means, you know, in light of eternity, God cares for you. You could be in a circumstance for, for years throughout your life, but the truth is that God cares for you and He's hearing your prayers despite how long you might be in that circumstance. Because you know that if you are in Him, you will be with Him for all eternity. So what is a, uh, what is a few years even of going through pain and suffering in this life? God is answering our prayers faithfully. He's giving us strength to endure when an answer is slow in coming. 
He's answering our prayer speedily, whether we feel that in our spirit or not. So the the admonition of this scripture is that we ought to always pray and not lose heart. We see this uh, this command frequently in the Bible. If you look at First Blessing. First Thessalonians 5, 16, and 18, it says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Or again, in Romans 12, 12, it says, Rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. We're commanded that we ought to pray to God day and night with our request, to cry out to Him, to always seek Him. And we ought to not lose heart because God is faithful. It's easy, obviously, in our world to, to lose heart sometimes. I mean, we look at the, uh, the events of this past week in Boston, and Christy and I have uh, strong connections to Boston. We, that's actually where we came from last. We spent four years there at, at seminary and working. And, um, and uh, so to see the, the events of this past week in Boston is, it was difficult for us to see. And, when we see such uh, such atrocities throughout our world, uh, it's difficult to not lose heart. To look at our world and say, uh, how how can we not lose heart of, of the wars and, and the, the evil that is out here? It's it's difficult to look at that and, and to not lose heart. But uh, we know we know this that, that God is faithful. It says in First Corinthians one nine, God is faithful, by whom you were called into fellowship of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Despite the circumstances, despite the tribulations, as, as Romans 12, 12 said, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. We will face difficult circumstances. There will be uh, sin of other individuals that will affect us, as we've talked about before. There will be circumstances that we're in that God allows us to be in. We'll have to endure. But God's instruction to us is, uh, again, from Romans 12, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer, knowing who whose you are, uh, that the authority of this world is answering your prayers, that he's, that he's your provider, that he's coming uh, to answer your prayer. We learn a few lessons from the persistent widow in, in verses 1 to 8. We, know, we learn these three things, essentially. We learn that we need to know who we are. The persistent widow knew that uh, she had a circumstance that she could not resolve. She wasn't able to do it. She didn't have the strength to uh, resolve the situation with her adversary. Instead, she knew, uh, so, so first she knew that she couldn't resolve it on her own. That's the first thing she, that she realized. So know who you are. Know when you're in a circumstance when you can't do it on your own. Know when you need to ask for help. The second thing that we learned uh, from the persistent widow is that we have to know the authority in our situation. The widow knew who to go to. She knew that she ought to go to this judge, despite the fact that he was unjust, despite the fact that he didn't care about people. She knew that her justice could only come from that source. So she knew her authority. She knew who she was, that she couldn't do it on her own. She knew the authority in her situation, that she had to go to this particular individual to find justice, and finally she went to that authority. The same thing is true for us. We need to know when we are unable to resolve a situation. We need to know that about ourselves. And then we need to know who the authority is. That's God, our provider. And we need to then go to Him constantly in prayer. 
three lessons. Know who you are, know the authority, and go to the authority. So the first lesson we learned from verses 1 to 8 is simply this. Be persistent in prayer. As Luke provides the commentary for us, uh, always pray. And again in verse uh, verse 7, God will give justice to his elect who cry out to him day and night. There's a constance that is, that is required of us. 1 Thessalonians 5.16 again, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing. We have to be continual in prayer. Prayer is an indication that we are dependent upon God. So again, that question that, that I said is going to run through the rest of, uh, rest of our time together was, what does our prayer life say about our relationship with God? Uh, a few weeks back, we looked at the Lord's Prayer, and we found two things from the Lord's Prayer. We found that uh, in praying the Lord's Prayer, we declare our devotion to God, that we know who He is, that he's the, He is the one to be hallowed, that He is our Father, that He is our Creator. And we also uh, note our dependence on Him. We note that we depend on Him for forgiveness. We depend on Him for, for, for provision. We depend on Him to lead us not into temptation. So we saw that prayer is about acknowledging our devotion to God and our dependence upon Him. So we ought to be constant in that recognition that we love God because of what He has done for us and that we depend on Him fully. So we have to ask ourselves, does our prayer life reflect that? Does it reflect that we, uh, that we are devoted to God, that we acknowledge Him for who He is, that we see Him as the authority? And also, does it show that, that we are dependent upon Him? Some of those questions get answered further in this next section, verses 9 to 14. Um, this section teaches us to be humble in our prayers. Just to refresh us, I'll read over verses 9 to 14 again. It says this, he also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week, I give tithes of all I get, but the tax collector, standing far off, would not even lift up his head to heaven, his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, Jesus says, this man went down to the house, to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. This is a, a very contrastive picture that we see. We have two men that have gone up to the temple to pray, a Pharisee and a tax collector. So let's look at the tax collector first. For he is exalting himself; he will be humbled. It says, uh, "The tax collector, sorry, the, the Pharisee uh, exalts himself, and he will be humbled." The Pharisee goes up to the temple and and he prays this way. He says, "I thank God that I'm not like these other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector." So first, we see about the Pharisee. He's comparing himself and his deeds to the works of other people. He's saying, I thank God that I'm better than them. That's what he's saying. And then second, he starts stating the things that he does. He says, I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all I get. It's interesting. He uh, is standing when he prays. I don't know if you noticed that. He's standing, looking up for heaven, uh, 
you can see just a boastfulness about him that he is uh, he does not he does not recognize his need for God or his dependence upon him. He's recognizing that he has done good things. He's recognizing his good works. And he's standing and trusting in his works alone rather than the things of God. It's strongly contrasted with what we see in the tax collector. In the tax collector, we see this individual who is, whereas the, the Pharisee is standing proudly, looking up uh, toward the temple, the, the tax collector is off to the side, and he's on his knees, and he's not even looking up. He doesn't even want to see anything. And he's beating his breast, saying this. He doesn't, no, he doesn't talk about the things that he's done or compare himself to others. Rather, he cries out to God the truth about his soul. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Jesus tells us which attitude became the one that was justified. He says, I tell you, this man went down justified rather than the other. Again, we we learn three lessons from this tax collector, just like we did from the persistent widow. We learned that we need to know who we are. The tax collector knew who he was. He's a ruined soul. He knew that he was a sinner. He knew that he needed God. He knew that God was his only hope. So we see those three lessons again. He's a ruined soul. The second we see that he knows the authority. He knows the authority is God. He knows that his God is a loving and a merciful God. So first, he knows who he is. He knows who the authority is. And he goes to the authority. He's able to go to him uh, and cry out to him, knowing that he's, he's serving this merciful God. And Jesus recognizes in this parable that this kind of attitude is the one that is going to be justified, rather than the one that is proud of his deeds and proud of what he, how he looks in comparison to others. So again, we ask this question, what does our prayer life say about our relationship with God? Do we show that we're devoted to Him and dependent upon Him by praying constantly and going to God when we have struggles and circumstances? Or are we just flipping with it? Do we... Uh, do we not recognize the authority that God has in our lives, His ability to answer our prayers? He is faithful to answer prayers. We know that full well. And are we like the Pharisee or are we like the tax collector? Do we know that, that we are ruined souls? That without Christ, we are nothing. We cannot, we cannot by our works justify ourselves like the Pharisee. We can't do it. It doesn't work. Jesus said that the tax collector was the one that went home justified. He was the one that recognized that God is merciful. That He is a ruined soul. That He is a sinner. That's the same attitude we must have as we approach God. We can't approach Him boasting in the things that we have done. We must approach Him uh, in a contrite spirit, in humility, asking for His hand in our lives. So we must learn uh, that prayer is simply about this knowing who you are, knowing who the authority is, and finally, going to the authority, the authority constantly in prayer. This is the lesson that we learned today, and, uh, and as we continue in our service, we're going to spend some extra time just praying, uh, because you know I believe any time that, uh, that the Bible teaches us that we ought to pray, that we ought to spend some time praying. And so, um, 
we're going to do that uh, as we move through communion and, and, and time of prayer. But uh, you know, this is an amazing truth that that God has given to us so clearly in His Scripture that we always ought to pray that we not we ought not lose heart. God is faithful. He is our provider. He is the authority in our lives. And though our circumstances sometimes look bleak, though the world around us looks difficult at times, we know that our God is above all these things, that He is the one to be praised. And finally, we know that uh, we have to go to God humbly, asking for His, uh, His intervention in our lives, His movement in our lives, because without Him, we're nothing. We were given this example uh, by Christ, even. And the fact that Jesus came and, and walked earth as a human being demonstrates the manner in which we ought to approach God. He was, he was God. He was in heaven in, in full unity with His Father. And because of God's great love for us, Jesus came down as a man and walked this earth, became nothing, as Philippians 2 says. He became nothing. For us, we ought to be restored to God through Him because of His sacrifice on the cross. Because of that sacrifice on the cross, we now boldly approach the throne of grace and prayer, knowing that God is the one that helps us in our time of need. So, um, as we move, again, as we move into a time of prayer, uh, we just want to keep these things in mind that, uh, that our lives have to reflect a continual devotion to prayer, going to the authority, knowing who the authority is, and knowing who we are in front of Him. So let's pray to close, and then we'll move into a time of communion. God, we do thank you for your word. Thank you that you are faithful to teach us time and time again things we need to know as your disciples. God, and as you were here on earth in Jesus, you taught these things. We ought to always pray that despite the circumstances, we ought to never lose heart. We ought to know who we are before you, that our that we are in great need of you, that you are the source, that you are the only one that can save us. Lord, we put our trust in you. We lay down all our burdens before you, knowing that you're our provider, knowing that you love us and care for us. Thank you for your great love for us in Christ. We pray this all in Christ's name. Amen.